Hi folks, welcome to the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast by Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter. In this podcast, Gary shares everything about servant leadership, service leadership, authentic leadership, how to create high performance cultures, service excellence and life balance. Here's your host, Gary Ryan. Thanks, Sienna, for your lovely introduction. I'm very, very lucky here to be with Gary McHugh Jr. And we've got our episode of the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast today. Gary's got a fascinating history. He's actually a CPA and a loan officer. He owns McHugh Growth Consulting in Detroit, Michigan. And having been an accountant through his career and, a, and a helps real estate agents and people with their getting their loans, got a fascinating story. Welcome, Gary, to our podcast episode. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I am absolutely delighted to have a chat with you today. It's evening your time, morning my time. And <laughs> yes. So what we like to do is we like people to just share their journey. Gary, would you mind sharing your journey with us, please? Yeah, absolutely. So started off, obviously, you know, doing kid stuff, being a kid, went into college, went after my accounting degree. So did both a bachelor's and a master's, came out, got my CPA license and thought, I am going to settle into an accounting firm, be an accounting partner and just ride off into the sunset. Well, here we are doing not much accounting. So what happened in between is I just kind of burned out with accounting. I realized this wasn't for me. I felt too constricted. I wasn't able to be creative. Jumped over into mortgages, liked the the sales aspect, liked the people aspect, but I kind of got bored with it after a little while. So I, I started looking for something new and I knew I needed at that time to hone my sales skills too. So found Grant and the team and from that, Everything led on to Mickey growth and, and everything that's come since. So when you talk about your fan Grant, that's Grant Cardone. Not everyone necessarily would yes. know about Grant Cardone. Tell us a little bit about Grant because I too am a licensee. You're actually already certified licensee with Grant Cardone yes. and 10X Community. Do you want to tell the people about Grant, how you actually came across him, what attracted you, and then how that's been part of your professional journey since? Yeah, absolutely. So for those who aren't as familiar with, with who Grant Cardone is, he is he came up through auto sales, was an auto salesperson himself, started mastering the processes, being able to then teach that to others in the industry, and then really exploded then into other fields, other industries, taking those tried and tested sales techniques and marketing and mindset and, and really expanding that out. Now he's probably most well known for his real estate portfolio. I think the most recent number I heard was about $5.5 billion of US assets under management. And a lot of that is, is personally owned for him. So so that's the basis of, of Grant and kind of where he's at and how I came across him really came from my time as a loan officer. I knew I needed to look for more sales. I had changed companies looking for more sales training and I just, I didn't feel that I had that level that I was looking for. Started digging around, found some people who, you know, had some sales scripts for mortgage and a lot of them worked for other companies and it was more of a recruiting gateway. And somewhere along the line, like probably so many others who are familiar with Grant, hit either an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad. I honestly don't remember, but somehow I got looped into the marketing machine. And from there, did a webinar, a webinar, did a workshop, from a workshop, took advantage of, of the mentoring program, really went all in on that and, and ran it through building up my own skills. Was able to, when I finally transitioned out of mortgages into making my own company, Make You Growth, and doing coaching and training for myself, I had been having my best months. So took that application and realized I can help other people with it. And all along, I'd been helping my colleagues. And I realized that as a loan officer, 
yes, there was some recognition for it, especially as an accountant. It was almost like, oh, you're helping people? Okay, well, that's cool, but you still have your own stuff to do. And, and it just, it didn't mesh the way, at least at the more entry levels, how I would want it to. And, and now that's all I do is I help people. I've been on coaching calls, you know, all, all day here. And, and, you know, I know it's the morning, but for me, it's been all day. And, and now, you know, be able to share my story and, and I really just love it. So that's how I found Grant was looking for my own self-improvement and then just followed the steps into becoming a licensee, just like yourself. We'll get more into the 10X growth material and Grant's yeah. material in a second, but it's a fascinating aspect of your journey, Gary, where you've invested in your undergraduate degree, you did your master's degree, you're going down that accountant path, and then you discover, so you've already put years of training in, and then you yeah. discover, I'm not sure this is for me. I actually want to do stuff with people and have more engagement with people. That's a big decision. So tell us a little bit more in depth about how you made that decision because a lot of people would just stay in that lane, Gary, and actually not be very happy but just stay there, whereas you obviously got curious and took some action and got yourself into a different lane. Yeah, so I had a combination of factors really all come together in a very short period of time and, and probably very relatable to a lot of people. It was COVID. It was really kicking off and it's a challenging thing when you're a tax accountant, right? Busy season and, and I imagine it's it's the same. And it's just this crushing time of, of tons and tons of work and everything's coming together and it all has this very tight timeline. And it's challenging enough to do that in an environment where you've got colleagues where you can, you know, lean out the cubicle or, or look across the desk and ask a question. But to then do that from home, for me, I realized I was so isolated. It felt as though my brain was shutting off, right? Mm-hmm. Like it got to the point where it was depressive, yes. becoming antisocial, not wanting to even reach out to, to talk to friends and things of that nature. And it was really unhealthy, both mentally, physically. And I realized something has to change. What is it that is holding me back from where I need to be, not from mm-hmm. where maybe I thought I needed to go. And that's when I, I realized that between those whole variety of factors, accounting just wasn't it. And I liked it. At, at points, I, I loved it. And I understood it. I had that confidence. But I knew there had to be something else. And to get to where I wanted to be was probably 15, 20 more years of the same. And I knew I just couldn't sustain that. So started looking. My wife worked for a mortgage company. So I kind of leaned over her shoulder and listened on a couple of meetings and was like, she turned to me and she goes, you pay more attention to what you're doing with me than to your own stuff. And I'm like, well, your stuff's interesting. And that, that then sparked it of, oh, well, your stuff's interesting. Oh, there are other things in the world other than just accounting because before that, I'd really had gone all in. And, and I keep my license. I love the fact that I've earned that CPA title and, and I want to yes. hold on to it. I just don't practice it. And and the same now with mortgages is I keep it and, and I practice mortgages here and there. But I really, once I found that really in particular the coaching, that's where I realized this is where I need to be. Yeah. And one thing that's consistent there is numbers. So accounting's numbers, mortgages is numbers, helping people's businesses grow is numbers. numbers. It's not just numbers, it's the leadership and culture and all those things. But you still need to understand those fundamentals of numbers. Yes. And having that connection all the way through with the people side, with the exciting side of the growth and helping people. Yeah. And, and that's been a, a really big theme too with your story, Gary, about you want to help people, which you're really getting to do through the coaching now. But that's the transferable side. But the the curiosity and the willingness to say, then I know there must be something else. 
there'll be so many folk potentially listening to our episode here today, Gary, that are sitting there going, I know there's something else, but they're not doing anything about it. And mm-hmm. and it's like, well, where's the closest place to look? Well, my wife's doing loans. That's numbers. Look over the shoulder. <laughs> oh, that's interesting as a first step. And, and often these journeys are multiple steps as you've yes. had. Okay. And then interestingly, while you weren't looking for grants material, it pops up. Yes. And then it caught you, right? You said, okay, I saw an ad. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw one. Next minute, I'm in a webinar. Next minute, I'm in a workshop. Next minute, I'm signed up in the mentoring program. Next minute, I'm a licensee. (laughs) Now I'm an elite coach uh, helping people. So for people that aren't familiar with the material of Grant and and the 10X mindset, do you want to share some insights about the material and the benefits that that material gives organizations to grow through McHugh Growth? Absolutely. And and that's that's really where it's, it's such a strategic, really, alliance and, and through a license. So taking advantage of really Grant's 30 years of experience, the tight, tried and, and tested models that have been worked with hundreds, if not thousands or, or tens of thousands of businesses and, and seen success. And what it really dives down into is, is three core fundamentals. You've got sales, marketing, and mindset. It's one of those three. So if you're under the three million revenue mark, whether it be U.S. dollars or whatever the equivalent is in local currency, then those three are either all or in part, or one of them certainly is, is held up. And it's easy to say it's not mindset. And oftentimes, if you come out and say it's mindset too early, you get this defensive reaction. No, it's not my mindset. I, you know, it's, And it's, it's a natural human thing to do, but so often it, it really is. Um, mm. So what we focus on a lot is, is sales and marketing, having processes and systems, and really drilling down into what works, what language is required. For example, using scripts, how to handle an objection. Do you, do you know? Do you know what your top five objections that you hear are? Because you should. Do you know what the top ten are? Do you have a response to those top ten that you know works? You better. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to hold you back. And that's that's the sales component. And and it goes through, of course, your, your steps to the sale. There's so much more to it. But then marketing really is senior to sales. And that's getting known, getting attention. If no one knows who you are, it doesn't matter how good of a closer you are. It doesn't matter how good of a salesperson you are because they're never going to connect with you. And that's one of the main things where on the marketing side is how to get exposure, exposure whether it be ads, social media content, using other people's stages like a podcast or a speaking presentation. Person to person, go show up at someone's office and shake their hand in person. I know Gary's got some great success from doing just that. And it turns on this whole nother level that no one else is doing it. And that really, although we think is sales, is quite honestly a marketing component. You're making yourself known, you're getting the awareness to open the door to the sales possibilities. And undermining all of that, of course, is mindset. So walking through what we call our 10x super life exercise and it, it's a whole program sequence of a video course but there's an exercise there that really looks at your goals and not just your goals today but where do you want them to be yeah big goals goals that have their own center of gravity they're so big and, and that really then takes that mindset and just shifts it and then there's a fourth piece that i've been adding in the mickey growth side of things and that's health and wellness so yes. really focusing on mental health, physical health, especially as, as a guy, 
right? So oftentimes mental health is suck it up, put it in a box. That's not adequate, and that's not what modern science shows us. So I've been incorporating those into a fourth pillar, and I've really been seeing some huge success. I'm actually, Gary, you may not know this. I haven't talked about it in our groups yet, but I'm on a journey to lose in total 75 pounds. So that is something I've been saying it to everyone I talk to to just put it out there because now I have accountability partners everywhere. Yeah. But that, that's a piece of that health component to support all the other goals. Oh, look, and it's so, it's so important. My next book that you're familiar with is on its way out called Yes yeah, for Success, yeah. How to Achieve Life Harmony and Fulfillment. The health, the, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health is, is a really important component of that. And I've been running the program for that over 10 years. And you're 100% right, Gary. It's like it's, it's so important. It's, it's what actually gives us the energy for the action that folk need to yes. take for their business and you mentioned mindset and as you said for a lot of people they don't want to go there at the start because it's the sales and marketing part but i even know in my own journey with my own business which i've had for 17 years it took me years to become comfortable with the term that i'm a marketer which actually held my business back it held it back massively because i had this mindset there's marketing's bad and marketers are just trying to take people from money for nothing but the bottom line is and we both know this through grant's material is if you believe in what you're doing actually makes a difference for people, then you've got a duty to let people know about it and you've got a duty yes, yes. to help them to buy it so that they can actually benefit from it. You, it's actually a duty to do that. To do that. Yes. I can safely say I've completely changed my mindset about marketing and I understand that's what's part of it. But you were mentioning some of the terms around objections and closing. I didn't even know those terms for many years. I didn't even know sure. what they were, and yet I was running a business. How many other business people are out there in whatever business they're in who don't see themselves in sales and marketing or marketing and sales and don't even know the language of it? So they don't even know when they're getting an objection. So how can you deal yes, with it yes. if you don't even know what it is? And so, and, and you can't. And there's millions of people that fall right into that bucket of, of they just don't know. And, and that's one of... Really, the core components is education. And that so often comes into the training component, but really it starts with education, seeking knowledge, and, and just going out and saying, what can I learn next to be just a little bit better? And then again and again, compounding those gains. You've got accounting training, so the money mindset material probably wasn't as, as uh valuable for you i suspect ah you'd be surprised well i certainly was surprised myself how valuable i found it and it's one of the things that grants a self-made billionaire there's not too many folk can claim that as you know folks the moving beyond being good podcast is proudly brought to you by organizations that matter here's a short message from our founder gary ryan tonight i've got a gig on that starts at 5 p.m through to 8 p.m i've been up since 5 a.m the reality is, is in life we need to have energy for action. We've got to understand how our energy works because some days you've got to have a long day. You also need to have plenty of energy for your relationships. If you're a parent, for your wife, for your children, for your best friends, you've got to have energy for the physical things that you want to do in your life. We need energy for action. That's the beauty of my book, Energy for Success. In seven steps, my book will walk you through exactly what you need to do to identify the natural way to have energy for everything you need in your life. It's for the price of a coffee, $4.99 Australian. Seriously, it's the cheapest way to find out and work out for yourself, how do I make sure that I naturally have the energy that I need for all the things that I want to do successfully in my life? Check it out. Now let's return to our interview with Gary McCoo Jr. 
I know one of the things that he's very, very passionate about, as you know, is he's very passionate about helping people actually understand how money works. Yes. And the brutal reality is a lot of people don't know. And it's, a, it's, well, it's yeah. like this closed black box that people aren't taught about. And as a result, they don't talk about it. And as a result of not talking about it, they keep practicing things from their mindset that are actually things that don't work. Yes. But they're closed off to learning. So that side of the material and helping even business owners. So just because you own a business doesn't mean you actually understand how money works. Very true. Very true. And, and just because you have an accountant who understands how money works doesn't mean that they have that growth mindset, that 10x mindset that's really required to expand the business. Um, and, and that's where you'd be surprised how valuable that material was because the, the CPA training, the mindset we're, we're managing assets, we're tracking assets, we're, we're doing record keeping. We don't want to show income, especially as a tax person, because that means more taxes. So hiding, not hiding in the sense of, of being illicit or not following rules and regulations, but intentionally looking for ways to suppress income versus as a business owner, your mindset has to be different. We're not looking to have a write-off, and this is something we were talking about even ahead of the show, is, is we're not looking for just a write-off. We're looking to grow. We want the revenues and then sure, we have write-offs to go against them, and, and there's legitimate tax planning purposes there. But if your accountant's thinking minimize and manage, your accountants shouldn't be driving your business, and that's why they don't. They serve in that support role. So as the business owner, it's really about expanding out and looking to how can we grow, not manage what we have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that mindset around when you look at your profit and loss statement and how many lines you've got for income and how many rows you've got on your P&L for expenses. Yes, yes. And I've been having this conversation with business owners, probably like yourself, and I say to them, which are the most powerful numbers? Nearly all of them start off with the expenses. And mm -hmm. I go, have a look at how many lines, how many numbers we've got in income. Look at the ratio difference. And they go, oh. And I go, so which ones are more powerful? And they go, oh, the, the, the top ones are. The top line is. Correct, because you can only make your expenses go to zero. I mean, you're not going to be able to do that, but that's, that's, the, that's as far as you can go. Whereas your income, yep. the sky's the limit. You can keep going, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Put your energy and effort, and, and which expenses are contributing really as investments to grow your income? And when you understand that, it makes a massive difference to how you see how you're spending your money in your business. Because it's not just an expense. Because if you're limiting the investment side, you're limiting your growth side. Absolutely, and particularly with marketing, because and and, yes. and I would say also then payroll, because the, the mantra that you know people cost money. Well, no, people don't cost money. Missing sales costs money, and you need those people to grow your sales and, and to expand the team and accomplish all the other areas. But also marketing, it's it can also be, it can be so often focused on what's my immediate ROI, how fast do I get my money back? If I put this much in, what am I going to get back? And and if you really start to look at the relationships you're forming and looking more so at lifetime values, then it starts to change the picture. But you have to have that data. So if you don't in the meantime, that's where just getting out and doing, you know, guerrilla tactics. Like undercover billionaire, Grant standing in the road with the sign for the mattresses, <laughs> literally just yelling and flagging down cars is so powerful because, oh, that's so old school, it can't work. Well, that was their best weekend that they had had and Mind you, there is a camera crew that's holding him back this whole way. So yes. if you think you can't do it, go with the old school stuff. Go with the things that you understand really well. If you're good on the phone, get on the phone. If you're good in front of people, get in front of people. Just do what works and then worry about investing in all the other areas. But knowing 
when it's an investment versus just a straight expense, yes. massively impactful. Oh, massively, 100% agreed. You know, now talking about the the life harmony and fulfillment side of things, you've got a young family, yeah. and during this period of having your young families, also you started your business with McHugh mm-hmm. Growth. How are you juggling that? How's that working for you? And, and what, are some, what are some key insights you'd actually share, Gary? Well, I'll tell you, though, one of the things that's taken me a while to kind of recognize, and, and I, in some way, I wish I had learned it sooner, but I'm also happy for the journey it's taken me on, is it's a comedy show. And <laughs> like any good comedy show, there's great episodes, there's bad episodes, you got to laugh at the good and laugh at the bad. And when you've got a 17-month-old, you've got to laugh when things get thrown but you've got to do it quietly and out of sight because otherwise the throwing continues. So it's really, it's been crazy. Deciding to start a new business and start a family all at the same time, I would say crazy idea, but it's the crazy who stand out and it's the crazy people who really create massive success. And and I genuinely believe that I've put myself on a path to where I have flexibility to not only have time with my daughter, but quality time and quantity of time. I don't just see her on the weekends when work's done. I'm, I'm able to see her midweek and, and, in fact, directly care for her, which I know, you know not every dad is maybe as interested as, as I have been, and, and to each their own on that front, but making sure that you have time and ability to do it. I know one of the examples that my dad set for me was always making sure to be available, and he was a firefighter, so swapping shifts making sure that he had weekends clear to go camping, whether it was on our own or with groups through school. And being a part of that really set an example. And, and to this day, I have a fantastic relationship with him. And I know that I want the same, if not better, for my daughter. So that has been just a crazy journey. And then having a wife who is a director of a company, she's an absolute bad, bad woman. I mean, she's out there just working the world, creating her own career, and, and she gets it. So, you know, if I've got a challenge with the company, she may have already seen some of these things. Their company has grown dramatically as well, and and it's amazing to be able to have that teamwork as well. Oh, yeah. Look, I can can appreciate the challenges. I had three young children when I decided to start my business, and then we decided (laughs) to have another two more within three years after starting the business. (laughs) Yeah, so you know. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely know. But but one of the things, one of my values is freedom. And really, that's around freedom of choice. So yes. while anyone watching from the outside, probably like you would go, gee, you work a lot of hours, Gary. A lot of It doesn't feel like work for me. And I understand if you want to be successful, you've got to put the effort in. You've got to take the action. Yes. But the one thing you do have when you run your own business is you get to choose when you do what you do. You've got Correct. freedom of choice. And because you've got that freedom of choice, when you know you're not going to be around, like I've had periods where I've had lots of traveling with work, we can plan that well in advance. And then with the family holidays and things like that, make up for some of that time with having great holidays. So that's the upside of of going down that path. We touched on networking at the start, just very, very briefly, Gary. What would be some of your key tips around networking and and how you've done that right through your undergraduate days because i know that you are involved with various programs at university tell us some of your thoughts around networking and how you've uh, utilized that throughout your journey please yeah and and so my first i guess tenant with uh networking and and i didn't realize this until years later and, and it's something actually that grant talks on is always network up right so bring yourself around 
the next level of people or a higher level of whatever it is you're looking to network into because we're never just networking for the sake of making friends. That's going out and finding friends. Networking, we have a goal. We're on the outside of something. We want to be on the inside of it. And maybe it's an industry, maybe it's a smaller niche within, or sometimes it is a social tier, right? There's there's the group that's known as the group within whatever field you're in. You want to be in the inside of that. Well, that's networking. You're getting to the inside. So always having a purpose and looking to elevate yourself with all of your networking. And don't be afraid to look for opportunities in areas you wouldn't always expect. Great example of that is some of the connections I made in elementary school helped me take opportunities in college. And then some of the opportunities in sailing, because I, I sailed at college, um, at, at university, is a, a competitive sport. And that was a ton of fun, right? You meet people from different schools, different areas of the country. And those then can provide opportunities later on. So, so you really, you don't know what these, these relationships you're forming will turn into until some later date. And always looking in those unique opportunities and have fun with it. If you know that you just get super clammy and nervous and hide in the corner of a room, then volunteer to be the gate person, right? Who say it's a breakfast. Don't just book a table and sit in the back of the room. No, get up, volunteer, be a greeter. God forbid you have to talk to every single person who walks through the door. Well, guess what? You're going to get over standing in the corner really quick because even if later that same day you're inclined to just kind of hide out, someone who came through that door and, and said hi to you earlier is going to want to continue the conversation and it's going to force you to engage. And as you yes. do that, it builds confidence. Um, yes. So just using process. Be very strategic. Uh, but don't don't make it painful. Just make it hurt enough to know you're growing. Yes, you know, and put some effort into it and understand it's yeah. important. As you say, focus on the groups that you want to be. You're on the outside. You're trying to get in. Still be authentic, obviously, along the way. Yes. Great tip clearly there around if you are a little bit more nervous, get yourself a role. So, yeah, be the greeter at the door because you're going to meet everybody. <laughs> it's yes. going to have to happen. <laughs> Gary, we've absolutely been delighted to explore some of your journey, some of your tips, you know, the courage that you showed to, to change lanes with your career and start Macu growth. The way that you've uh, saw the opportunity with Grant that came along, the way you're balancing being a, a father, the way you're supporting your wife on her director's journey in her company as well it's just a, a fabulous story and finally some of those tips that you gave us around networking at the end is just absolutely fabulous and we really appreciate you joining us for the show today what would Thank be you. some of the best ways for people to contact you that we can put in the show notes yeah absolutely so on my linkedin that's probably the absolute best place to get a hold of me um, and then makeyougrowth.com if you want to know everything and everything it's on the website as well um, you can always get in touch with me there no worries, we'll put those notes in the show notes, everyone. Once again, folks, this is Gary Ryan from the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast. We've been very, very lucky to have Gary McHugh with us to, for today's show. If you want to like and subscribe, please do so for the podcast. If you'd like to us, have us contact you via email, please go to orgsthatmatter.com slash newsletter and we'll be able to connect with you that way as well. Once again, this is Gary Ryan with the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast, and we look forward to the next episode. Bye.